Dalton Thieneman. I hope you've enjoyed the first week of the U.S. Open. I know the crack team and I surely have. We had high expectations as always uh, for the Americans and especially the next-gen Americans and I know I definitely have stayed up way way too late the last few days so I'm lacking on sleep here Um, but it's always mandatory to take up as much tennis during the U.S. Open because it's the pinnacle. It really is the pinnacle of the tennis season so Tonight we've got Ohio State up-and-coming sophomore now, J.J. Wolf. J.J. and I talked about his miraculous run at Kalamazoo this year, taking home the silver ball, his decision to graduate early from high school to start a semester early at Ohio State, and also his incredible season as a freshman. Not only did he win 2017 Big Ten All-First Team Honors, but also uh, Freshman of the Year. So. He had an impressive outing, to say the least, as an 18-year-old who, you know, otherwise should have been in high school that semester. So I really think you're going to enjoy the unique perspective from JJ. Also wanted to let you all know we're going to continue having full coverage of the U.S. Open on social media this week for week two of the U.S. Open on Twitter, Instagram, and of course our website at CrackedRackets.com. I know it's going to be a crazy finish this week in both the men's and women's divisions, uh, so definitely check that out. Also wanted to let you know we're going to have a t-shirt giveaway. Uh, We've got some apparel coming your way finally. I know a lot of you have been reaching out to us, so we've got a t-shirt giveaway. The first hundred people to sign up for our newsletter on the website uh, will be thrown into a drawing to win a couple t-shirts there and uh, we'll be promoting the t-shirt giveaway on social media so go like our facebook page go follow us on instagram and twitter and be sure to subscribe to the podcast at itunes and also be sure to rate us and give us a review on itunes that's the only way we can continue moving up the ladder so go check that out go go rate us on itunes and for now, enjoy my conversation with Ohio State standout J.J. start is that they uh, the week start of the 30th i think i'm leaving saturday so i think uh tuesday maybe they start okay but anyway so tell me a little bit about yourself how you originally got into tennis i kind of got into tennis because both my parents played my dad played a little bit in college and they played on tour after he was he actually played basketball in college and my mom played uh at miami miami of ohio actually so that's kind of just because my family got me into it so are your siblings big tennis players as well? I have a sister who actually plays at Ohio State. No way. So what's yeah. the Ohio State connection? Did your parents, you said your mom went to Miami, Ohio. Yeah. 
I actually, we, we really don't have any Ohio State connections. I had uh, a bunch of my family members played basketball at Xavier, so I've always been a Xavier fan. But, uh, you know, Ohio State kind of drew me in with, you know, the coaching style and how hard they work the guys, and I fell in love with the campus and everything. So that's kind of – I kind of decided I'd start my own thing here, I guess. Yeah, nice. Kind of walk us through your decision to graduate a semester early and then start in January, because that had to be a pretty big decision, right? Yeah, that was it, – it all kind of started when I decided to leave uh, all my friends and everything sophomore year. My dad actually uh, got kind of sick, and he was he was my coach and really one of the only people I hit with, um, him, my sister, and then I hit with a guy named Jimmy Rupker a little bit who played at Xavier. Yeah, he's I know. Actually Jimmy actually played Kentucky high school tennis. Yeah, he's married to my cousin, though. It's a small world, man. That's incredible. So you hit with Jimmy a little bit, too. Mm-hmm. And then I, uh, that's, that's, I kind of decided to quit soccer that year and all the other sports and stuff like that and be more serious about tennis. So I was like, maybe I should get into some of these ITS stuff like that. So I started playing those, I think, like the summer going into my junior year, I think. And that's kind of when I, you know, I had to decide to go online. And so you, uh, play, so you played soccer all the way up till your sophomore year. Yeah, I played varsity uh, freshman year and then sophomore year. I didn't play. And then that's the year I left after. Yeah. So were you doing what online program were you doing? Laurel, or, yeah, Laurel Springs. Yeah, which is what all the top guys do. <laughs> was that was that a pretty big adjustment? Yeah, it was definitely different kind of teaching yourself a lot of this stuff, which is it was tough for me because I liked having all my friends around. I had a really good group of friends that we kind of pushed each other in school and athletics and stuff like that. So it's kind of weird being on my own, you know, definitely lonely, but you got to make some sacrifice, you know. Yeah. So were you still based out of Cincy at that time? Then I started to train a little bit in Columbus with um, I found a guy who was helping me up here and a couple of uh, past college players helped me out. And then uh, a little ways down the road, started playing with DJ Thomas a little bit. So I kind of transitioned to Columbus a little more. And so you started hitting with some of the guys on the team? Like they graduated for a while. One of them yeah. was Balazs Novak, who he <laughs> I barely lost in college. And I think I started, what was that, like a year and a half ago maybe with them? Mm-hmm. So um... – I'm just fascinated by that whole because I, I feel like a lot of kids these days who are, you know, elite level um, and you, you went through the recruiting process. And I'm sure you were you were a highly touted recruit. You probably could have went a number of places. You choose Ohio State. You graduate, you know, a semester early. How did, how was it getting plugged in to the team and, and the university that early? Well, I definitely was lucky because the dorm I was put into, I didn't room with anyone on the team and everyone on my floor was, you know, really welcoming. And I think that's big. If you come in in the middle of the year, like I just felt like I was friends with most of the guys right away, which was lucky. And then the team also kind of took me under their wing as kind of a little brother at first. until I got used to, you know, all the, you know, drills and practice and traveling routines 
stuff that we're expected to do that's kind of unsaid. So a lot of those guys were kind of like mentors to me, which definitely helped, made it a lot smoother. But, you know, there were some ups and downs. But, you know, I wouldn't have had it any other way. You get to Ohio State, you end up going, what, like 9-2 and two, um, in your first year in the Big Ten. And you get a massive win over, what, the number 32 guy in the country, Aaron Hiltzik, out of Illinois. Um, explain that 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 match and it was the winning point you won 4-3 you beat Illinois how how was that whole atmosphere um, so th- that, that match was, that match just from the start to finish was crazy we I think lost the doubles point which I was not used to and I wasn't like you know I don't really think about like if we're going to win and lose it to start but like when we lost it I was like all right this is going to be a little bit of a dog fight and then Torp lost, which I hadn't seen him lose a match yet. So that was like another bit like, oh, okay, we got to kick it into gear. And I think I'd been up in the first set against Aaron at this point, and then I had lost it. And that's when uh, I kind of realized that it was going to come down to the wire. And, I mean, I think I was the last match on. It was a packed crowd in Illinois. You know, they, get, they like to get a little rowdy. And uh, it was just some of my family, some of my teammates' family, and then the team rooting for me, and then, you know, however many, couple hundred, couple thousand of the Illini fans over there yelling at us, and I just kind of felt like I tried to go out there and do my best, and in the tiebreaker for the 4-3 point, I just came out and went for it a little bit. You know, I didn't want to be on defense. I wanted to go and take it if I was going to win it, and it just kind of worked out. And that whole atmosphere had to be a massive change from juniors where you're playing individually, you're going to tournaments maybe with your dad or your coach or, you know, a couple buddies, but not with that whole team atmosphere. Was that, that had to be new for you, right? Yeah. You know, I played some of the other sports, so I was used to, you know, getting cheered against and stuff, but it's, it's a little different in tennis. I feel like it's more emotional than a lot of other sports because you've got your, you know, teammates like right there where you can like you know pat them on the back or something where in tennis you're kind of like you're still on the team but you've got that one responsibility that you got to do and be better than that guy you're playing on that day so it's a little bit of different pressure but I like it I definitely that's when I first started me like all right college tennis I like this (laughs) well I bet when you pull it off in the third set breaker (laughs) (laughs) definitely easier to play better when there's you know, that many people watching you, I think. Yeah, exactly. So um, fast forward a little bit. You qualify for NCAAs. Um, talk us through your approach mentally to, you know, playing in NCAAs opposed to, you know, a national tournament and juniors. I honestly had no idea what to expect because we had so many crazy matches in the teams leading up to that week of the individual where, like, I think in the round of 16, we had Oklahoma, and then that was a crazy match. We were 7-6 in the third to go up 4-3. I played uh, Andrew Harris, I think, to get that 4-3. And then the next day, Hugo won in the third to get the 4-3 over TCU. And then we played UVA really, really, really close. Actually, if we could have finished out a couple of those matches, might have gone the other way. And then, you know, a couple days later, I had to play that individual and I didn't really know what to expect because I've been playing with the team the whole year. 
But, you know, I went out and I kind of played. I played good tennis. 3-0, I think it was like, trying to think of what the score was. I think I lost the first set and then came out in the second set. Played a really good second set. And then I think I was up a break in the third. And then 40-love. I think I was up 1-0-40-love. And I don't know, just checked out a little bit mentally. After that, you know, long season, I was starting to feel a stress fracture in my foot. You know, I was in a boot after NCAAs for two months up until uh, like two and a half, three weeks before Kalamazoo. So I was just, you know, wanting to battle, but I couldn't pull the match out. Yeah. So, you know, this is that's an easy transition. Obviously, we're going to bring up uh, Kalamazoo. Um, you made made a run all the way to the finals. You win the silver ball. Um, how was that? Was it a little weird going back and playing nationals after having experienced the college season? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was just, I hadn't seen a lot of the faces in so long and I'm used to playing like grown men. And then I go and I'm playing against kids that are either a little bit younger, or a little bit older than me, which is crazy. Got to see all my old friends, you know, John was there, who I'm rooming with, actually, at Ohio State. And, McNally? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I forgot I forgot he's going to – and you all are probably close, right? Because you all – Yeah. He grew up in Madeira. I grew up in Loveland. So we're, like, yeah. five minutes away from each other. That'll be a blast. So how how is the uh, – we'll, we'll stay on KZ for a little bit, but we'll talk about um, your all's team next year because it sounds like you are going to be loaded again. But um, how was how was I mean, it sounds like it was extremely different playing KZU because, I mean, it was more of a level playing field with kids your age. Um, but w- w- was the tennis different? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was just it, the, the biggest change was that going back to the normal scoring and not playing the lets and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't know how much. I mean, I think the highest level of college tennis is definitely, you know, a step up. Still, you know, a lot of people are bigger physically and they've developed their game over, you know, everyone in college is practicing with 10 people that are close to their level, just pushing them. So I think that's hard to get anywhere else (laughs) besides in college. So, you know, I think a lot of the same things are big playing in that junior tournament compared to college. You know, I think the college players are really good with that serve and first ball that I think a lot of juniors will get better at in the next year or two. And that's what I'm trying to do a lot also. So, I don't know. <laughs> it was definitely definitely still very high competition in that tournament, though. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you've got a lot of guys that are going to go high-level D1 and maybe even, you know, kind of flirt with the pro scene, too. Definitely. So, <clears throat> how was it playing three out of five in the final? You know, I had no idea what to expect going into that, especially when our first two sets, they were long, long sets. So I think the first was 7-6 and the second was 6-4. So I I didn't try to think about, you know, if I was going to be tired or not, which I ended up, I felt fine physically in five sets, which I was a little, pretty, like, happily surprised about just because I hadn't really gotten to, you know, get back in the physical shape I had hoped. But I think just the training from, college how hard the practices are with Ty Tucker I think it must have just stayed with me even when I you know was just in the boot so I was really thankful for that 
but yeah. it's hard to keep your con- concentration for that long. Yeah, I'm sure. So physically yeah. you were fine, but mentally, I mean, it's a whole another level. Does it give you, you know, a newfound respect for the pros when they're playing three out of five of the majors? Definitely. There's, I mean, that match felt so long. <laughs> I, I remember getting the updates and I'm like, they're going into five. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are the odds? So you've got John coming in next year. How How is the recruiting class otherwise? We have John, and then I think another uh, kid from Germany is coming in maybe in the winter or something like that. I'm not quite sure when he's coming in, but supposedly he's a pretty good player. I haven't gotten to see him play yet, but he's a nice kid. So I, I think our team will be solid. We lost uh, Herko Polonen and Hugo DeFeo from last year, and hopefully if we can fill those spots, we'll be damn good. Oh, yeah. So – who who do you think will step up in those spots? Well, I mean McNally will play for sure. Yeah. Um, right right away. Anyone else that you think will fill the void there? Definitely the guys that played last year, like a, uh, you know Martin Joyce and Kyle Seelig and those guys. So I think I'm not quite sure what the lineup will be or anything like that. Obviously. Yeah. But I I think those spots will be filled. Sure. So you you mentioned earlier that you're focusing on, you know, a, a big serve and maybe like a one-two punch with a big serve and then a massive uh, second shot. Is that your focus right now outside of conditioning? I mean, is there anything else that you're focusing in on with approaching the, the next season? Yeah, I just think the serve and return in that uh, first ball definitely are important on my list, you know, along with footwork and movement. I think that server return is definitely the most important part of tennis. So that's what I've been trying to work on. Sure. Um, how kind of give us an insight to the life of a student athlete. Is it as demanding as you expected it to be or, or less? Oh, uh, it's definitely demanding. You know, it's like a job. A lot of people, you know, normal students will go to college. They'll have their classes, like the free time, stuff like that. But when you're a student athlete, you really got to plan ahead and, uh, you know, coordinate your days because you'll have your classes, your practice, and then maybe you have a tutor for a class you struggle in or, you know, maybe you have studies, study hours you have to fill up and then you've got lifting, you know, stuff like that. So you really have to have your week set before it starts or else you're not going to be getting very much sleep. But I think it's definitely good, like hopefully for after college, for people who are looking to get jobs, I think people who are hiring definitely take that into account that they, they already have those time management skills. And I think that's definitely valuable. Oh, 100%. 100%. Um, so would you recommend to all the recruits out there that are juniors or seniors to do what you did and graduate a semester early? I, For me personally, I would do it again. I think for some people, you know, it's all about where they think their game is and what they're trying to get out of their game. For me, I really thought we could be good last season. I tried to come in and, you know, help the team a little bit. And also I'm trying to go pro for, you know, whenever I feel like I'm ready. So getting that college experience as early as I can will give me, you know, more time in the pros. That's how I looked at it, you know. Yeah. And – I mean, you, you've kind of talked about this, too, how um, some of these guys that you're playing in college are grown men. They've, they've worked on their bodies. They've worked on their game. 
Talk about the mental side a little bit. Um, when you're down, you know, four or five in the third set, what's your mental approach? Because that's got to be a huge component, especially in the, the collegiate level. Yeah, for me, you know, looking like a child compared to most of the guys I was playing, I just kind of tried to focus on, you know, point by point and not looking over the net and thinking about what they're going to do and kind of focusing on what I'm going to do. Because if you go point by point, you're not going to be thinking about this score. You're going to play looser. You're going to be able to play your game. That's all I try to do. Yeah. So it's the name of the website. We, ha- you know, you know, we have to ask this question. How many rackets have you cracked throughout your tennis career? Oh, you're not going to like this one. I've only cracked one racket, and it was my mom's, and it slipped out of my hand when I was serving when I was like 11 years old. Oh man. <laughs> so you're pretty disciplined in that area. Yeah, I get them. I would get them taken away if I ever bounced it or threw it or anything when I was younger. I just never really, I don't know. I didn't get that angry on the court. Yeah. Oh, my family's the same way, man. Definitely, uh, definitely a big no-no. So the rapid fire segment, I'm going to give you, you know, five to 10 questions and you're going to provide one word answers and it's going to be really quick. Are you ready to rock? All right, let's do it. All righty. What player on tour do you try to emulate your game after? Rafa. If you were forced to give up a stroke, what would it be? Forehand slice. Favorite thing to do in your spare time non-tennis related? Anything outdoors. Favorite snack on the court? Power bar. Favorite meal off the court? Fried chicken. (laughs) <laughs> from KFC or what? <laughs> oh, I'm eating KFC right now. <laughs> there you go. Uh, best tennis court surface? Red clay. Uh, most entertaining player on the tour right now? Monfils. Favorite song to get hyped before a match to? Or an artist? Going to fly now for sure. Uh, favorite sports star non-tennis related? Messi. Finish this sentence. My favorite thing about a fresh can of tennis balls is the smell. Bingo. Uh, well, thanks, JJ. I appreciate you coming on. I know you uh, have a lot going on. Best of luck. Thanks again for coming on. The Cracks uh, family obviously was was excited to have you on. So best of luck. Uh, oh, thank at, you. At Qualies, all right, man. Yeah. See you. Take care. Thanks again, Crack fans, for listening to this week's episode of the Cracked Interviews. A big thank you to my guest, Big Ten Freshman of the Year and All-First Team, J.J. Wolf. Big things to come for J.J. this season at Ohio State, so uh, be sure to follow him. And remember, you can subscribe to new and archived interviews of this show at iTunes and on CrackedRackets.com. Go subscribe if you haven't already, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and like us on Facebook. Also new this week, we will be doing a promotional t-shirt giveaway for those first 100 crack fans to subscribe to our newsletter on our website. So go enter your email address and get updates right to your email. 
Uh, look for more information on that on our social media this next week, and uh, we will see you next week, Crack fans. Take care. Oh, 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 oh,